What's going on, everybody? Hey, y'all. So, you'll catch on very soon, but if you don't realize by our voices, we are tired. Exhausted. We're doing this episode late. (laughs) (laughs) But it is what it is. Mm Got to get this out there. Um, We just want to thank y'all for tuning in back into another episode of the Godly Dating 101 podcast. I can't really believe you just did that. (laughs) (laughs) But you did it, you know, so here we are. I'm trying trying to sound lively. I'm trying to wake myself up, wake you up. I'm going to be all right. Okay. They know how I get. You need to be the one that you're the one that be complaining in the comments. We don't want to hear a man's perspective. We want to hear something. Listen, guys, mama, mama. I, I have no excuses. Honestly, I I just y'all pray for me. No, they don't need to pray for you. You need to speak. <laughs> Those people are gonna fast and pray. You still just not. I've been speak. up since five o'clock, and I have. They don't work. know what time it is right now. It is ten, almost ten thirty here at night. So. They don't care too much about our feelings. So, listen, we know you tuned in for another great episode. Before we jump into that, I just want to say, if you're not a part of our Patreon family, please check the link in the description box and join us. Um, Whatever you decide to sow is a blessing to this ministry, not to our pockets. We're investing it all back into making this um, great. There's some things that we're planning on dropping soon. The Patreon family, they're going to get it first. Um, but if you don't join, it's no big deal. You know what I'm saying? We love y'all nonetheless. But I'm telling you that you should. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you should. You should definitely should. That's where Saf- that's where Safa's going to start talking because she don't want to talk on the podcast. But, <laughs> but now nah, let me stop playing. Um, so today we want to talk about questions you should ask someone you're getting that you're getting to know. Right. Yeah, yeah. I thought this was a great topic because um, someone recently asked me the question, and I think that's important. Uh, it's not necessarily about just asking questions it's in general, um, which I think is important, but it's, it's the, it's what kind of questions you're asking. Where are these questions headed? Are you really getting to know this person by asking the questions you are? Like, just being intentional about those questions as well. Yeah, I actually wrote a blog on this some years ago. I just never made a YouTube video or podcast about it. And I think it's important because a lot of times we, we just drift along aimlessly. You know, I feel like a lot of times people are shocked when the guy leaves or the woman leaves because in their head they were heading towards marriage, but they never spoke about marriage. Or that person, you're assuming that person actually likes you when in reality they're just talking to you because you never really, you know, had those those conversations. You know, so I think it's important that there are some questions that you ask. We're we're definitely not going to be able to mention all of them in the episode. We're not trying to do this for an hour. And Um, And I... I think that different stages of your um, getting to know each other um, encompasses different questions. Yeah. So certain definitely. questions you wouldn't be able to ask someone that First you thing. just met. <laughs> like, you, you can't go there. Not until you've built out. some levels to your relationship. Yeah, so, you got to have a connection yeah, first. And, and to, to, to ask all these questions or to go through all these questions that we might have, it will take forever. Yeah, so I want y'all to to pick and choose what works. You you know what level you're at in your exactly. relationship. So some of these may be for newer couples. Some of these may be for someone who you think he's attractive. You think she's attractive. Maybe you wanna you know get to know her. But so I'll let you go ahead and pop off with one that you think is important to ask first. Mm, I wouldn't say this one is first, but I think that. Um, no, this meant like whatever okay. you want to say first on your list. So I think that this is a, a, a key one. If you are talking to somebody and what are your intentions? 
And I feel like it's never too late to ask that question. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I don't feel like that's necessarily like what stage of, you know, our our getting to know each other are you like? Why would you even want to waste your time? I think that's a question to know from the jump, and from the jump, I don't mean the day you meet someone. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could ask, but that might scare them away just a little bit because a lot. <laughs> let's just hope that their intentions at first are to get to know you, like you know, as a friend. But I guess you never know, so I I don't think that's a question. That it's never too late and possibly never too early to ask. I think that's important, especially for women to ask, because I think a lot of women, they're they're in a weird predicament because they don't want to pursue. But at the same time, how do I know if the guy's interested? Ladies, if you're talking to this guy day and night, he may be interested. But at the same time, you cannot just assume that he is because there are a lot of guys that will play you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean, and it, it's it's a sad reality. Um, I know some women do it. I think it's more men that does that that do those type of things. But my issue is, you cannot assume your place in someone's life. We hurt our own selves. We hurt our own emotions when we assume something was going somewhere. When we had our own plans in mind, when that person didn't have that in mind. So I think it's important that you ask that person, "What's your intentions?" Like, okay, yeah, we're texting every day. Why? Um, you want my number? Why? Yeah, well. Probably that's kind of petty. If somebody asks for your number, you just say why, you know. Right. But but I think in certain certain situations, you need to. Why are we talking till twelve at night every single day? Like, because your emotions are going to get involved, right. and you want to make sure that you're not falling for someone who's not even interested in exactly. you. Exactly, I think that's where boundaries come into play. You shouldn't. I feel like. man being up late talking to somebody on the phone and not knowing their intentions you're giving them more than they deserve like i feel like you're giving them privileges at that point yeah you're giving them boyfriend privileges or girlfriend privileges or and 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 sometimes they don't deserve that so you need to know so you don't waste your time who wants to stay up at night and and this eventually goes you know nowhere you waste so many so much time when you could have been asleep or you could have been praying so if you sound like you, you regret the days you didn't get sleep. No, I, <laughs> no, I think about it, and I, you know, I, I, there were times when before, well, long before me, you and I, um, that you know, I spent, I spent hours on the phone. I remember one time I spoke to this guy till six a.m. and I had to wake up at seven o'clock for class. And I've ne- never called you dumb before. <laughs> But if I ever get tempted to do it, no, 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 till six a.m. Listen, Dang. I was young and naive. I think that's the no, word I don't. For well, I so, think I've done. I think I've done three a.m. Six, child, you up with the roosters? Man, I thought I was. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I was. I was very infatuated with this person. Clearly, but you know, and and later down the road, I I realized they they didn't really want to talk to me. They were actually talking to someone else at my church. So um, I think it's very it's very important to to you know to find out, out where the where those intentions are. One thing I would say, one question I would say is, ask them where do they go to church, or and a part of that is how are they involved in their church, and I say that because this rules out you know the the scripture says we shouldn't be unequally yoked with the non-believer. So if they're not even in church. But I mean, don't get me wrong. Some people are actually actively searching for one, so they may they may still be looking. But there are some people that are literally not in church, and that should be the biggest red flag. Right. If they're not even a part of a local body, then I don't know who you think you are, but you're not God. I know that much about you that I know you can't save them. They have to want to be a part of a body of Christ, and no one who calls themselves a, a true Christ, a true Christian is avoiding a church. You know what I mean? Right. So that rules out the part where they're a non-believer. And then you also know 
what they believe because a lot of people they'll make it seem like they believe the same thing as you but they don't really believe the bible you know what i mean like they know jesus is lord but that's all they know you know so mm-hmm. when you figure out what church they go to at least you know like the denomination you understand the type of teaching they get and i think that's important because a lot of people they they go by you know they just think okay as long as they're both in the christianity um the Christian faith that we're good, but there's a lot of different um, beliefs in the Christian world, right. and you don't want to be unequally yoked just because they say they're they're a believer. That does not mean they go by the Bible, you know. And I don't want to to say that to offend people, but I see a lot of people that follow godly dating, like of all different types of life. You know what I mean? So even people that aren't Christian, even a lot of people that are are that are homosexual, all, a lot of these things, and they follow the page. They like the pictures, they comment, they, you know, they do all these things because in their head, oh, I could do whatever I want and I'm still a Christian, you know? So I want you to, you, you need to be willing to ask them those tough questions like, hey, do you even go to church? What church do you go to? How are you involved? You know, are you serving or you just pop up on Easter and Christmas? You know what I mean? Right. No, I agree. And I think another thing to just because they go to a certain church doesn't necessarily mean they believe what the church is. It stands for. So I, I would say ask them, like, if you were to I mean, you know, when you get into a relationship and when they get married, sometimes when you get married, sometimes one of you is going to end up leaving your church. And if you were to, because you're going to have to go to the other person's church, what do you look for in a church? Like what, what has to be there? Kind of see where their head is at as far as, because just because they go to a church doesn't mean they necessarily want to be there or believe, you know, you, and that's, <laughs> that's a, true. That's another thing. Find like out. the military would, you know, it's not that many options around. I would right. Just so go. you just go to go. Like you say, <laughs> yeah. as long as they're Christian, then, you know, yeah, you go, but like, what are you looking? You're not just going to church to go to church. Right. What are you looking for in a church? Cause at the end of the day, if this is someone that you end up with in the long run, remember your family's going to, to whatever church. Um, that 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 this person makes a decision to go to. Yeah. Um. I don't know if you are you were done with that point. I want to. I want to. Okay. Yeah. I want to say a good question to ask someone is, do you have an ex that you're not over yet? And I say that because a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people get their hearts broken because they end up, um, you know, attracted to someone. They're talking all the time. You know, they're they're forming an emotional bond. And then a person steps out because they're just like, they're not over, you know, what they just got out of. Mm-hmm. But it's clear as day if you ask the person from the beginning, like, hey, you know, are you still, are you even single? I, I guess let's start there. You know, is there someone in another city that thinks you two are dating? You know what I mean? Like, are you emotionally single? Mm-hmm. You know, because there are a lot of people that, yeah, they may not be physically dating someone, but, you know, their heart is still in another someone relationship. Else. And it's not fair if... If no matter how great Safa is, even if we get married, if I'm not over an ex, you know, and it's not and it's not her duty to compete with someone else. Like if I'm if I'm not emotionally available, I shouldn't be pursuing people, you know, so especially women like but I won't say especially women because some of these sisters, <laughs> let me just say that. But my thing is, there are a lot of people that will play you and 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 they'll they'll, you know, spiritualize it. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, they just got out of an entanglement. You know what I mean? Like, you're not out of what? What were you in? Like, Feb? Like, are you single or not? Do you have kids in Panama that right. I don't know about? Is there a girl <laughs> in another state that is telling people you two are getting married? Because you may look at it like uh, Tavares is making a joke, but I've seen these things. You know, I've seen people literally pretend that you know they're single when in reality, yeah, they they weren't really single, single. You know, mm-hmm. so it's important to figure out. 
if that person is emotionally available. Right. And I think one, to piggyback off of that question, I think this this is an important question too. Why did your last relationship fail? Mm. I know that's something I asked you. Yeah, but I think the a lot of people lie about that, that you had before me, I'm like, uh-uh, what happened? I think you a lot of to- people lie on that, though. And I say that because my thing is, if you don't know the girl, and I tell you, oh, this is my side of the story, chances are you'll believe my side right, of the story. Right, there are three sides to every story. No, so, no, no, yeah. my side is always the truth. But. Okay. Like I said, <laughs> there are three sides to every story. No, 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 I agree. I think that's, I think that's good, though, because... I think a lot of people, they don't understand that the relationships keep failing in a way that's a pattern. Right. You know, so it wasn't necessarily that he left or she left because we just didn't get along. No, if you dated six people and the answer was, oh, we just didn't get along. Well, either you have horrible tastes, you keep on choosing people that God is not telling you to choose, or you're not fixing issues in your your own personal life because it's so easy to blame everyone else. Yeah, but I think that's that's great to ask that question too because it gives you an insight to if the relationship really ended. Like you said, if they still have feelings for that other person or if their heart is still there. And so that is, is, I feel like that is the, the biggest reason to ask. Like, are you done done or are you done? Well, you pulled a bourbon. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know who that is. So just... All right, don't worry about it. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that's key. Um, I, and I'm not saying that to judge anyone who's in that predicament now. But I think closure is necessary. Not necessarily having a conversation with an ex, letting them know like, hey, we're officially done. No, but being emotionally done. Right. Like asking God to remove the soul tower, remove the emotional baggage or whatever it is hindering you. Because you can't have a thriving relationship if your mind and your heart is still in the past. And that's like God delivering the children of Israel out of Egypt. And he's trying to lead them to the promised land. But because they're in the middle of some storms, now they're thinking back about how good I used to have it. And, you know, and those are that can happen to a lot of people. You know, they're not over their last relationship. So they're still reminiscing, you know, so you need to make sure that they're they're done with that season of their life. But. I don't know. I, I I think one good question that we could ask, I don't know if if everyone deals with this, you know, so it may not be as common, but being willing to ask them if they struggle with depression or or, you know, do they see that do they seek a therapist or, you know, any of those type of things? Because I feel like a lot of people have a lot of trauma and a lot of issues mm-hmm. and baggage in the church yeah. and they don't talk about it. You know what I mean? I don't know if you had any type of, you know, emotional baggage, but I feel like there's a lot of things you don't understand that you go through. And if somebody else were going through it, they would be having a nervous breakdown. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like we learn to live with our issues as if that's normal right. when that's not necessarily that shouldn't be the case. Right. And I think it's important to ask that question, especially because um, you don't necessarily want to be in a relationship with somebody who is currently struggling with depression because that just adds to the weight of um, what they're going through. I think that's something that they have to tackle as far as that's something serious. And God forbid the relationship doesn't end um, up the way that they thought it would be. You never know if this person could, you know, how they will react to it. And and um, I don't know. I just think it's something that the person should seek um, seek some help for. I think I think help is needed because I think a lot of times we we like to play, you know, superhero in people's lives. And because the relationship is great and they're not struggling, we think it, everything the is fine. The depression is gone. When in reality, it's not because they're making you an idol in their life. Right. That if the relationship starts to decline, 
their life declines. There are a lot of people who, would, when they break up with someone, now they're suicidal. Why would you be suicidal? You know what I mean? And that shows that you made that person a god in your life. Right. But what's important, you know, in regards to people struggling with depression, I just want to give a special shout out to BetterHelp. <laughs> BetterHelp is a resource that I'd love to tell you guys about because I believe many Christians, we don't prioritize our mental health. You know, and BetterHelp is there to help you assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be able to connect in a safe and private online environment. Your counselor can be contacted at any time of day. Also, you can set up phone or video calls as you desire. So if you're facing things like depression or stress or anxiety, some type of anger or trauma, please know that BetterHelp is there to assist you. In fact, they're hiring, they're hiring more people in all 50 states because of the influx of people that have been running into to their services. So if you're ever feeling burdened down, I want you to know that Safa and I want you guys to have happier lives, have more peace in your lives. And I do believe you can have Jesus in a therapist, y'all. So because you're one of our listeners, you can get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash godly. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash godly. But this episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. There are a lot of questions I believe you guys should ask. Um, I think one, I think one that um, I think I used to ask off of this, if I'm not mistaken. But what have you been studying in your Bible lately? Yep. So you want to talk about that? Because I know they're, they're they've been hearing my voice a lot. Yeah, I know. I just think that's important as well because you kind of get a, a feel of if they study. Period. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, I, I think a lot of people don't study. They read. They read. Yeah, they read. And, and um, that can become a bad thing, not mm-hmm. necessarily because the Bible is not supposed to entertain you or it's not supposed to engage your emotions. But I feel like a lot of times we look at it as a bunch of fictional stories and, you know, Jesus is cool. He saved me. I'm on my way to heaven. You know what I mean? And it, they don't dive into the relationship aspect. Yeah. What were you about to say? No, I was saying I agree. I feel as though you miss so much when you just read. Yeah. Um, and that's something I realized that I used to do a lot. I, I would just read, but... When you get into the habit of really studying, um, sitting there and, you know, taking a passage of scripture and, you know, praying about it and reading it and, you know, studying it and allowing God to reveal things uh, through to you through the scriptures, you, your relationship and your walk with God grows. And so it kind of gives you a, um, a light into the maturity, spiritual maturity of the person you're talking to by asking them, what are you reading? You know, and and seeing if they're actually you know reading, and 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 I think that opens up an avenue for you guys to have a Bible discussion as well, because I think when you're dating or getting to know someone, Bible study is a good way to do so. Um, kind of get a feel of you know what you're thinking or um how you interpret the Word of God ver- and versus how they interpret the Word of God, and see if you are, in fact, equally yoked. Yeah, and that's true because um, if you're a woman. You would want a man that's spiritually stable leading the home. Right. And if you're a man, you would want a woman spiritually mature enough that the Bible is not boring her, basically. And I'm not saying there's never a moment when you're not bored or, you know, the word doesn't seem, you know, like such a hard thing to do with the busyness of life. But 
My thing is, there is no such thing as a Christian that doesn't see the need for the word. So even if you got busy and you didn't get time to, if you get to that point where it's just like, ah, whatever, I'll just get to it when I get to it, then that shows that something is wrong with your relationship with God right there and you need to work on it. You know, and I say that because, uh, like Seth was mentioning, you know, a lot of people just, you know, read, we don't get it, we don't take the time to study, but if this person, if you're not able to, if you ask them what are they reading their Bible and they're just like, yeah, I haven't read all month. It's just like, um, I don't know what to do with that information, but you know what I mean? That's kind of right. unacceptable. You're not feeding yourself you the word of I mean? God, so what are you feeding yourself? Exactly. So try, you're trying to figure out how do they do their devotions because who you are dating is more than likely who you will marry. So if you want a godly marriage, you also need to be in a godly relationship. And if a, if you want a godly relationship, you have to be living a godly life. You know. So if you want to be pursuing someone, you want if someone is showing interest or you're interested in someone you need to be seeing do they actually have a desire for God because I think a lot of Christians go wrong when they simply date someone because they're in church but they don't take any time to examine the fruit any time to see if this person is actually growing and I know we're all at different levels but at the same we're you know we're, we're not all at the same point in maturity but at the same time if we're not all trying to grow then what are we really doing you know so true and I think another thing is asking, like, are you know, what are their goals? Long-term goals, short-term goals, not just spiritual goals, but um, educational goals. Like, do you have goals? And, and just trying to see if, because one thing about that is I think when your goals are so different, um, that could cause a, an issue because, um, I don't know, I don't know how to say it, but I just feel like somehow you have to have some of the same goals. I mean, you might have to clarify for some people. I think I follow in what you're saying, but like one example, one of my friends, I was asking, I was talking to them about, you know, trying to hook them up with someone. I promise I'm not Cupid in my personal life, y'all, but I was just trying to, you know, was just trying to see, you know, if they were actually interested in someone. And they mentioned that, yeah, if this person, you know, if the the person felt called to um, do missions, you know, be a missionary. But the next person is like, nah, I'm not trying to do all that. Mm -hmm. So you two want to be able to mesh because God is not going to make you marry someone who's going to stop you from fulfilling your purpose. You know what I mean? So if Safa is someone who says, God called me to preach in Africa or God called me to do missions in Africa or whatever. And I'm just like, God called me to Tampa. Right. I'm not leaving Tampa. So. When when God is finished with you, I'll be back here. How was that marriage going to work? You know what I mean? So it's not, it's really not logical, you know? So I'm not saying your calling has to be the same, but when God aligns it, he won't put someone in your life that's a burden to the ministry that he's deposited in you. God is sending a helper. That's what Eve was to Adam, someone to help him do God's will. Mm. So Eve, well, yeah, Eve messed up. You know, we're not going to get into that, but... But the point is, Eve was not was not sent there to be a distraction. She was sent to be a helper. So whoever you're with, you know, your goal should be helping align. You should be helping you align in God's will. And I think another aspect of what Safa just mentioned is the fact of seeing if they're in school or are they working, because love alone is not going to pay your rent. You know, so they don't have to, you know, have the the best job. But are they willing to work? Right. You don't have to have a PhD, but are you in school? Okay, you don't want to go to school. Okay, what are you doing? Are you an entrepreneur? 
oh, you're not an entrepreneur. What are you doing? You're at doing some type if, of full-time ministry. Right, like, at least if they're not, you know, currently working or in school, what are they, are they making steps to get to where, to their goal? Exactly. That's what it boils down to. Because I don't think we're all, I don't think any of us are finished products. We're all striving right. to get to where God has us. But at the same time, if they're, if you're telling me, if, sis, if I approach you and you, t- and I tell you, God called me to preach and I'm about to be doing X, Y, Z. And you asked me the last time I read my Bible and I tell you 2017, then God did not t- tell me that I'm about to go preach nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I'm not making any steps towards it. And I think a lot of people marry people based off their potential. And then some people never reach that potential. Right. You settled for them. I have no need to change. Why do I need to change? I already have you, you know? So I think that's where a lot of people end up going wrong. Or another question is, do you have your green card? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's petty to ask about that, but hey, I'm just saying. Listen, some people do it. if you don't find out in the beginning, you will find out eventually. You so, <laughs> Hey, I'm just saying, you know, our, our background is Jamaica. It's Jamaicans. And I know some people would say this, that's, that's not an important question. Like, it, no, I don't, I it don't think it's no big deal. It shouldn't matter whether somebody has a green card or not. If you love them, you love them. Or And I, and I agree, but... Um, but I if think you met that last week and they're in love and they want to marry you next month, they need a green card. That's an important question. They need a green card. That doesn't sound, it doesn't sound safe to me. Right. But, but I think another important question to ask is, how's, how's your credit? Do you have any student loans? Do you have any loans in general? What What does your debt look oh, like? Oh, Saf, you want to talk about how you, you messed up my, my credit? Oh, please. I did not <laughs> mess up his credit. When we got married, Tavares did ask how much debt did I have as far as school because I had already graduated with my bachelor's degree in biomedical science and I at the time didn't know how much debt I was actually in so I told him a number and you ain't got to let them know you don't have to say anything I was about to say the number because I remember it clearly (laughs) but um yeah I think that's an important question because when you get married that debt also becomes yours even if it was the other person. Y'all, I'm paying student loan debt right now. <laughs> and I have not owed a school one dime since I've been in college. Man, but I'm paying student loan debt. See, so that's why it's important to ask. Because you don't want to be, you know, surprised at, you know, how much how much debt you guys now are going to have to fight through. Because, uh, you know, this wasn't something that was open and honest to you before marriage. So um, that's a very important question as well. Another thing you can ask them is, and some people won't be honest, but maybe you'll find, you'll be able to tell if they're lying, judging by their fruit, but do you struggle with lust or do you struggle with pornography? Because I think a lot of people, a lot of people, especially in church, are still battling these things and they don't mention it, but you'll be with someone and they're like, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. And you're just like, okay, great. So no sex until marriage. And they're like, yeah, yeah, no problem. That's fine. And then a couple months later, now they're trying to have sex, you know, and it's just like, Clearly, you're battling an issue with lust that if you're with me, it's it's not going to make the situation any easier. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that, you know, your battle is just going to be perfectly some easy thing and you won't struggle until. And then even after marriage, you'll never have another lustful thought and, you know, holiness is right and you'll never sin again. I'm not saying that that's the case. But my issue is, are you working on it? You know what I mean? Like, are you actively trying to overcome pornography but following pornographic accounts on instagram like how does that work are you struggling with this and you'll know that as well by seeing who they follow by seeing the type of their entertainment choices what are you watching that you know all these things are going to feed lust you know so you need to pay attention to if they battle with that because 
it's going to still be an issue after you're married. Mm-hmm. You know, so we don't want to play delusional like we don't know that this is this can be a real issue. And it's a, it's a thing affecting a lot of marriages. So in order to not have your marriage bound by it, it's best to handle that while dating or while talking. But, right. Do they have an accountability partner? Yeah, that's good. I think everybody needs an accountability partner. And it's not necessarily somebody who you, you could run to and be like, man, you know, you know, every little sin or every little lust, um, lustful thought you have, you run to them and tell them. But somebody who could just, you know, be like, hey, did you read today? Um, I, you know, mm-hmm. or just call you out if they see you um, following or, or liking things. Someone or Someone that can correct you. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of us, we, we, we love the friends that support us when, even when we're wrong. You know what I mean? The yes man. Somebody in your corner, you know, they got your back. You made a mistake. They got your back. But that's not enough. Right. You don't love me just because you have my back. Because if you love me, you'll tell me before I get into trouble. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like, hey, Tavares, I noticed you've been liking some stuff that I don't think you should be liking. Right. Don't wait until you hear Tavares done got somebody in another state pregnant. No, no, no. Correct me when you see an issue at the beginning. Don't wait until I'm arrested for manslaughter when you knew I had an anchor problem right. and I've been cursing people out for the last couple of weeks. No, you need those people that will correct you as well. So please don't think someone loves you just because, you know, they support your business and just because they're encouraging and just because, you know, they show up to all your events. No, no, no. They also love you when they say, hey, I'm praying for you. Yeah. Um, this is an area that I was weak in and this is how I overcame. Let me, let me, let me give you some advice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So an accountability partner can change your life. It can save your life. Right. Actually, man. Cause there's a lot of churches where we don't, we don't teach discipleship properly, man. But it's important that we, we mentor younger people that we get mentored ourselves. It's important that we surround ourselves around godly influences. Because if you don't have an accountability partner, one of the same sex, then now, you're going to be dating somebody, calling to him or her your accountability partner. Now, when you had sex with him, who are you accountable to? Right. Let's just repent and, you know, you know, we, you know, it's going to be fine. No, 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 no. You need somebody that can call you out, someone that can pull you up to a higher level in God, someone that can push you towards God's purpose for your life. You know, so I think accountability partners are important. And, you know, and I think um, going back to the last point, uh, the last thing I'll say about that is asking them, so if we don't have sex, does that mean this relationship can't work? Because I think a lot of people, you know, like I was saying, over time, they'll change their mind. They're trying to, um, you know, encourage you to ha- have sex with them. And then when you say no, all of a sudden, they're no longer interested. Right. They leave. I think that's a tricky one, though, because I I feel that when you're talking to somebody, if, if, if you are a Christian and they are a Christian as well, and they really believe that they that fornication is wrong and you know they're saving themselves some marriage as well even if you ask them that question they might not be truthfully honest because yeah. you i That's think as you humans, gotta know by the fruit then right you gotta know by the fruit because i think you know sometimes it's easy for people to put their best foot forward mm-hmm. and by that even hiding some of the flaws and even hiding how they really feel because you want what you want and in 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 order to get it you'll say whatever so that that that's kind of a hard one like like Tavar said you'll know them by their fruit yeah, I mean, so some of these questions, some of these questions are definitely stuff that you have to pay attention to because if we think about it, you can ask someone, "Hey, how's your relationship with your mom or your dad or your brother or your sister?" And they could say, "Oh, it's cool. It's pretty good." Yeah. And then when you see them and 
you know, in a setting whereas they don't know you're there or you see them in a mm-hmm. setting under pressure and you see that he has an attitude with his mom or you see that she's disrespecting someone, um, you know, X, Y, Z, you don't really know their true character until tests comes, you know, right. until trials come, until they're no longer trying to impress you, you know what I mean? Because yeah. now they already got you. Yeah. So you don't really, you won't always know, you know what I mean? So maybe this podcast, won't. every question may not be beneficial, but I think there's some you can ask and some that you have to ask and still keep your eyes open. Right. Bible says watch and pray. So pray about it and keep watching. Because right. some of these people, they will play you and speak in tongues in the next service. Like don't allow people just because they're in church to lead you out of God's will. Mm-hmm. You know, and don't bro. be fooled by what people say. Some of these questions are very... Um, They're broad and broad, vague. Right. You know, so you like, ask them, you say, do you want kids? That's a very important question. Oh, yeah, that's Especially something you got to ask. Because Wait, if y'all be are so talking, sad, talking. If you get married and they don't want kids, but you do. So, and, and I, I, th- I think even, you know, in the dating relationship, like Tavar said, certain things you just can't ask. You just got to watch. You won't know a person. I, my my mom always said, like, don't marry a person until you know um, what they look like, you know, when they're stressed or when they're, um, you know, under pressure or how they react, how they act around friends, how they, how they treat you around their friends, how they treat their yeah. family members, how they speak to their, you know, their parents or their siblings, things like that. Um, so just keep your eyes open, like Tavar said. For sure, man. And, and you need to also see... Not necessarily what's their, um, what party they vote for, if you're American. But you need to know if they take politics higher than the Bible. And I say that because there are some Republicans that will bash Democrats. And there are some Democrats that will bash Republicans. And it's just like, bro, it is not that deep. You know, so I, I know I know a lot of you may not even care about all this politics nonsense going on because mm-hmm. I really don't care. I don't but care you either. need to understand that you need but you need to know if the person you're with is one of them people that, you know, hardcore, you know I don't wanna I don't want to dive too deep because I don't want to say anything that's, you know, offensive. But at the same time, there are a lot of people that take this politics nonsense to heart more than they'll defend Trump and Biden more than they'll defend the gospel. You know what I mean? So you need to understand like are these people, you know, one of those? You know what I mean? And and maybe you're one of those people. Great. But make sure you marry someone who's like that mm-hmm. instead of you mistreating your spouse because they don't want to vote for who you're voting for, you know? So I think some of these questions can help. There were a few that, you know, I didn't want to, you know, add in this episode. But I think you can ask, like, hey, what gender were you actually born as? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just saying, it's a new world what out there. <laughs> it's a new world out there, babe. You know, so I'm sorry. But, hey, I hope this episode. <laughs> I think I'm married already. Well, that doesn't change what I was born as. So I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She tried to stay with me, y'all. <laughs> But, hey, if you want to see us, we're going to be recording some of these episodes anyway. So if you want to start watching some of these episodes, you're going to have to be on Patreon to see it. You know, we're not right now. Right now we're in bed. But uh, but we love y'all. <laughs> we appreciate all you guys, um, for, you know, for supporting this podcast yeah, thanks, weekly. Guys. You know, you guys, it means the world to us, you know, because that is so many messages we get that shows that you guys are, you know, listening, growing. You know, so many people are sharing it with the person they're dating, and it shows that so many of you guys actually want to develop, want to change, want to strengthen your youth groups. You know, so I appreciate you all. And as always, man, we'll see you guys next Thursday. Peace. Peace.